1: the world, and especially the United States,
0: Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men.
1: Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this Friday night, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, maybe Saturday, depending on when and where you're listening around the world, as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, TalkStream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app. If you are new to the show and you don't know anything about the Secret Teachings, you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Find us on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. And know that if you'd like to contact me directly anytime tonight or after the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. For those of you who want to hear more, maybe you can't stay up late or early morning to listen to the full broadcast. You can always subscribe to the archive on the website. When you become a subscriber weekly, uh, monthly, or yearly, you get access to the whole archive, everything. You get access to all the shows to download and stream. You get access to all of my published books. You can read them on the website, or you can download them and take them with you. You also get access to the montage archive to download and stream all those montages that we continue to make week after week. And you will also get, if you subscribe for one year, a physical copy of one of my books. It is your choice which book you'd like. Check it all out on the website at thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. And there are a few other things there as well, including the 25% off sale for Pro One Water Filters, our affiliate program. There's a link on the slider bar at the top of the website. And there is a link to Patreon. And what I'm going to do now with Patreon is, I think I'm going to include, for one of the tiers, the full subscription service. So when you become a patron, you can subscribe that way. You can go right through Patreon. You'll be able to get full access to all the things I just mentioned. And it'll be a few dollars more. So instead of being 50 for the year, it will be 60 for the year, but you'll also get access to all the behind the scenes content and other stuff through Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at The Secret Teachings, and that all should be updated right now for $60. You get access to everything. You get a free copy of one of my books, free shipping in the US, and you get access to the behind the scenes. I'm trying to pack in as much as possible. Especially for those of you who can't necessarily afford to, uh, you know, to pay all of these different subscription fees, and I'm trying to give you as much content as I can, while still being able to financially maintain this show. Monday through Friday, five nights a week. We also have a Saturday morning show on another network for one hour. We kind of cross promote the networks, or at least I do. It's 9 a.m. Pacific on Aftermath. That's aftermath.fm. I had a lot of people message me this last week. I missed Monday and Tuesday, of course. Had a good show last night on Never a Straight Answer. Talked about the Durant Report and NASA's new framework for determining and classifying life beyond Earth. And uh, we talked a little bit about the UFO, UAP question in a way that was not mainstream alternative or even, I think, really a perspective that you get in the ufology communities. At least I tried to make it a, a different perspective so you hear something different and unique on these types of subjects. So I thought last night's show was really good. I had good feedback from it. And of course, Wednesday's show was really good, I thought, as well on basically psychology and how people can be led or misled really but can be led just as easily as a child to believe that what they are seeing is real when it's not it's it's called a grand illusion it's what is created by media what is created by social media with these messages of putting people into a trance like submissive sleep like consumerism buy, 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 conform, 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 consume, consume, consume state without them even recognizing that they've been put into that state. You know, children watch Sesame Street. And uh, I had a listener named Bradley sent me this video uh, of Sesame Street. They were promoting, you know, certain medical procedures for children. I talked about on Wednesday the one Sesame Street character who received medical treatment and uh, it just it's hard for kids to differentiate between what is real and what is fantasy they might know it's a puppet but kids are not gullible in the sense that they're stupid but they're children they have imaginations that their brains their minds their their views on things haven't been as crystallized yet or as solidified and a lot of adults likewise they don't see the world in the way that we would think an adult sees the world. They see the world through the same lens that a child sees the world. And they watch the news, they watch media, they go on social media, they read and they see things, and they think they're as real as that puppet. They think they're as real as Sesame Street characters. But it's just a grand illusion. It's not real. So I missed these two shows this week because I was out of town, and when I was out of town, I was... Was in a hotel in North Carolina, went over to uh, uh, a wedding in North Carolina for my fiance's cousin, and she went to the rehearsal before the wedding, and I got to stay in the hotel, which is fun for me. I love hotels, and so I turned on the TV, and I remember as she was leaving, you know, Hope. For those of you who don't know her, she's she's gone to some festivals. She's a she's a big fan of music. She likes music festivals. And I said, this thing is on, like, every channel, Hope. What is this world thing that happened? And she said, I, I don't know what that is. I, I, I haven't really heard of anything about world. Like, I think she knew what it was, but she, she's never been to it. It's, I don't know if it's her cup of tea, per se. But she said, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So we kind of watched the news a few minutes, and it was everywhere. It was, like, every channel. It was the local channels in North Carolina. And then, of course, when I, when I drove home, I stayed in West Virginia on the way, uh, where I grew up in Morgantown for a couple of years. And uh, it was all over the local news there. And it's been in the news. It's been all over the news. It's been in the news every single day since it happened. It's been, what, a, a, about a week. And it's Astroworld, 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 Astroworld. You just see it. It's, it's repeated like a mantra. It's repeated like some kind of, of ritual chant. And when I noticed that it was, was something that wasn't going away, it wasn't just something that that was on the news once or twice people were concerned and suddenly it disappeared i mean it will disappear of course if not by this weekend by the weekend after but it's it's a lingering thing you know a few people die nine people officially now and it's almost as if those nine lives were the nine lives of you know nine gods you know, I, and the thing is, it's like when people die, We, I can sit here and pay lip service to the same old, you know, terminology that everybody else uses. It was a tragedy. We're sorry to the families like that's to me, mind control. I wouldn't want people I know if 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 hope went to a concert and, and she has gone to, uh, you know, a couple of events, I wouldn't want her to be trampled. I don't want people to be trampled at a concert. I don't want people to be trampled at a festival. But but just paying lip service to it so people feel like you have emotions, to me, that's kind of sociopathic. I don't need to express my emotions in a standard way for, you know, for, for me to feel good about myself. I don't need people to think that I'm a good person. I can just know that I'm a good person, have the right intention, and if people don't see that, then that's not my problem. So I'm not going to pay lip service to it but I wonder why the lives of those people were important enough for millions of dollars in media every single day to be spent talking about those people. And yes, they have names, and those names are, are in the news, and you can read the names if you want. The LA Times and others publish them. Eight people died, a, a ninth now. Uh, John Hilgert, Brianna Rodriguez, Rodolfo Angel Pena, Alex Acosta, Franco Patino, Jacob Žurinec, Madison Dubiski and Danish Beg, most of them very young, the youngest 14 years old, that's 14 years old at this festival called Astro World. So those are the names of the people. So I'm not degrading them, I'm wondering why are they so important? Why do those media outlets care so much about these people. Why do they keep repeating the names over and over and over and over again? It's just like when there's a so-called mass shooting. It's just like when there's some kind of politicized event. Anytime that happens, it's just repeating, 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 repeating over and over again the names. Why? Because it's an incantation. It's ritualistic. It's meant to provoke and to invoke. That's what this is all about. That's what these festivals are all about. And the thing is, just like with those people, it's not that those people don't matter. It's a matter of why the media is so concerned with those people. It's not that you, can, you can't go to a festival and take some drugs and drink and whatever people do at a festival. I've never been to one and have fun. But it's the reason that you're there to have the fun in the first place that makes me question the whole thing. I'm going to try to blow your mind tonight. I think you're going to learn a lot of things that you've never heard of before. And some of you might be specialized in some of these areas, maybe more so than myself. I had to do about a day's worth of research, not necessarily to, to, to find all this information I'm going to share with you, but I had to do about a day's worth of research to put it all together in a concise manner for the show. And I think the, the only place I can start, because I've been asked by, by so many listeners around the world, when are you going to talk about Astro World? When are you going to talk about the show, uh, about this festival on the show? When are you going to talk about Travis Scott? When, when and it's it's like I mean I well, I was out of town first of all, but you know it wasn't something I knew much about. Um, I had got a, a call from my friend Clyde Lewis uh, on the the eighth of November a few days ago, and um, my phone had actually been turned off, so I didn't I didn't get the call in time. And he ended up doing a show on the eighth with somebody else, uh, but he did a show called Festival of Death, and he wanted me to come on and talk about Astro World. And I said, I, I would have loved to, but I, you know, I'm, I'm traveling. And he's like, oh, Don't worry about it; I got somebody else. And I started thinking, like, this this is a big thing, so I I need to do some more research on this. So he sent he had sent me his montage. I saw the Vigilant Citizen article, and I have some I have some thoughts. I read this book by a guy named Daniel Eastolin. It's called the Tavistock Institute. Here's what he said in the book. Over the period of half a century, tens of billions of dollars have been allocated by the government of the United States with surreptitious uh, help from think tanks and foundations aligned with Tavistock to fund the work of these programs. I'll tell you what these programs are in a moment. Every aspect of the mental and psychological life of people on the planet was profiled, recorded, and stored in computer systems. He explains how you can use fear, stress, anxiety, etc. in a suggestively oriented population to induce massive physical or psychological stress in an individual and then relieve that stress. You squeeze and release, squeeze and release, squeeze and release. You've seen that happening over and over and over again the last two years. He says, through repeated vacillations between stress and relief, the subjects, be them army recruits, intelligence agents, or general population, eventually become intensely suggestible. In George Orwell's 1984, he wrote, do you begin to see then what kind of world we are creating? A world of fear and treachery is torment, a world of trampling and being trampled upon, a world which will grow not less but more merciless as it refines itself. Progress in our world will be progress towards more pain. The old civilizations claim that they were founded on love or justice. Ours is founded upon hatred. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph, and self-abasement. Everything else we shall destroy, everything... Already we are breaking down the habits of thought which have survived from before the revolution. We have cut the links between child and parent, and between man and man, and between man and woman. No one dares trust a wife or a child or a friend any longer. But in the future, there will be no wives and no friends. Children will be taken from their mothers at birth as one takes eggs from a hen. The sex instinct will be eradicated. Procreation will be an annual formality, like the renewal of a ration card. We shall abolish the orgasm. Our neurologists are at work upon it now. There will be no loyalty except loyalty toward the party. There will be no love except the love of Big Brother. George Orwell's mentor, Aldous Huxley, wrote about something called the Final Revolution. He spoke about it at great length. He said, quote, There will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will in fact fact have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. There's a policy report prepared by the Stanford Research Institute Center, the Center for the Study of Social Policy, called The Changing Images of Man. And it was determined that the industrial state had to be eliminated. Therefore, because of the resulting despair that researchers believed would come about if that state was not destroyed, if that state was not obliterated, A new mankind was said, and believed, to emerge from this destruction. The report was compiled by researchers at the Stanford Research Institute, overseen by Professor Willis Harmon. Willis Harmon believed in a post-industrial social paradigm. The report suggested that there are certain things that can be done to rearrange society to destroy it so it could be built back better. One was youth involvement in political processes. Two was women's liberation movement and black consciousness. Three was youth rebellion against societal wrongs. And there's a lot more to it than that, but you can see from the first three points that this program is alive and well today. It's not that youth involvement in political processes is a bad thing, but when the youth are taught nothing, when they have no moral compass or guidance, when they don't understand or are not allowed to learn history, when they are not taught to think critically, when they are criticized, demeaned, and called names for thinking for themselves. Youth involvement in political processes, just like adults involved in political processes, becomes very dangerous. Of course, women's liberation of black consciousness, you know what that is, and the youth rebellion against societal wrongs, is part of the process to turn the young against the old. The older generation did a lot of bad things. It's up to you to fix them. Now, Although this report was proposing a plan for how to change society, Silent Weapons for a Quiet War, Agenda 2030, the planks of communism, and other similar ideologies all share in that same plan. The Stanford Research Institute plan is not unique. All of this to combat perceived injustices. All of this to establish political correctness. Of course, of particular interest is the youth rebellion against societal wrongs. Think about hippies. Think about flower power. Youth rebellion against societal wrongs is manifested in social media justice warriors and political correctness. Part of the SRI, Stanford Research Institute report, said experimentation with new family structures and interpersonal relationships. This manifested as what we consider to be trans and homosexuality, fathers out of the home, mothers out of the home. It's not that those are bad things necessarily. These things are compounded By the fact that technology is becoming more parental, biological systems, social systems are becoming less common. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars insisted the same thing. The family unit must be carefully disintegrated. This is exactly what Black Lives Matter said on their website as well. They wanted to get rid of the family structure. Another thing that Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars suggested was the emergence of the conservation ecology movement. That, of course, relates to Earth Day, green movements, and sustainability directives from the United Nations. All of this is coming from different sources, or so it would seem, but it's an underlying attempt to create a counterculture that can be organized, planned, and controlled in order to wage perpetual revolution on the mass majority of the public who have no idea what's happening, taking natural, societal, evolutionary processes and scripting them. This is what we're going to talk about tonight because the institute known as Tavistock is part of the heart of this beast. And I can't help but think that it's quite interesting that Travis Scott sounds a lot like Tavis Stock. Travis-stock. Tava-Scott. That's what we call wordplay and magic, and I think it has a lot to do with what happened at World. There's a lot more after this, right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. attention you are tuned into restricted airspace tune out immediately this is the secret teachings radio on the fringe fm
3: if you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show visit the website thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our show archive as a yearly subscriber you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital ...versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or, for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe Field, and My name is Alex Exum and you're listening to The Fringe FM.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books food philosophy, the technological elixir, and occult arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us through the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly stand alone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form and they are autographed if you'd like in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. Thank you.
3: And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable
0: at yahoo. Hello, folks. This is
3: Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable.
1: I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. At the core of all these movements that were established as policies to be considered, though they've manifested into physical reality, whether from the Stanford Research Institute, the changing images of man, or weapons that are silent, silent weapons for quiet wars, or Agenda 2030, or the planks of communism for that matter, to fight perceived injustices, to erect new forms of equality. At the core of all of this is Malthusian eco-fascism, what might be called the Green Movement, a term coined by Betsy Hartman, director of the Population and Development Program at Hampshire College. Providing the earth, animals, plants, and future generations as the victims Contemporary man can be conditioned to self-destruct through guilt and temporary pleasures that take him to an early grave. Societies that practice human sacrifice would likewise allow for those people being sacrificed to the gods to have a period of ecstasy attended by beautiful women, drink, and feasting. This life of ease and pleasure is brought about in contemporary times, mostly through technology and the ideology of transhumanism. Socially, however... Man must be completely degraded and confused about human biology and life to accept his synthetic replacement. And hence, transgenderism was born. It, of course, just wasn't born through a woman. Protecting the planet from its human inhabitants through programs of social control and calling was the policy of the Club of Rome in their 1991 publication, The First Global Revolution, wherein it states, quote, In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill, end quote. The policy fits the suggestions made also by the report from Iron Mountain on the possibility and desirability of peace, which in the 1960s, around 66-67, suggested using the environment for the same purpose of societal control. The document says, quote, Poisoning of the air and of the principal sources of food and water supply, is already well-advanced, and at first glance would seem promising in this respect. It constitutes a threat that can be dealt with only through social organization and political power. End quote. Meaning that you need some type of enemy image to unite the world, to unite people, to bring them together. A 9-11, a COVID-19, it could be anything. Astroworld, a festival, a few people die. Thousands die every day needlessly from starvation, from heart disease, from having no food or having too much food, for eating the wrong things, etc. Eight people die, considered, uh, I think it's nine people now that have died. And it's like the media stops. This is the most important, terrible thing that's ever happened outside of COVID-19. I'm surprised they don't have a death toll on CNN every night. Astroworld death toll climbs to nine. Astroworld injury toll climbs to four hundred. It, it, it's just bizarre, it, and all this, all this is just about confusing reality. And I'm going to get into more of that here in a moment. The report from Iron Mountain began in 1961 with members of the Kennedy administration. It was completed in 1963. Their conclusions suggest that war provides an effective economic and social control mechanism, and if it were to be abolished, there would be extreme economic destabilization. This was at least their theory. In other words, the ability to control the population with fear of foreign or domestic enemies and the ending of war profiteering would mean disaster for those with power, for those with wealth. If the ability to rationalize a desired war were to be lost, we may see the actual disestablishment of military institutions altogether. Therefore, the authors concluded, We must first reply as strongly as we can that the war system cannot responsibly be allowed to disappear until we know exactly what we plan to put in its place. And two, we are certain beyond reasonable doubt that these substitute institutions will serve their purposes. They provided a number of models by which to bring about a replacement for war. They include global government, green movements, and a threat from beyond this world. The document states, quote, An omnipresent, virtually omnipotent international police force, an established and recognized extraterrestrial menace massive global environmental pollution, and fictitious alternate enemies. Under the ecological model, the report from Iron Mountain was very clear. Quote, a comprehensive program of applied eugenics. Now, contrary to popular belief, the ideology of eugenics did not begin in Germany, but in Britain, where the term was coined in 1883 by Francis Galton. Programs were also operated in league with the United States in the early 20th century. And the U.S. programs began in 1904 when Eugenicist Charles Davenport started the Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory with money from people like the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, and the Harrimans. The Rockefeller family also funded the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute for Genealogy and uh, Demography, which formed a central pillar of the Third Reich's obsession with race. The extended definition of eugenics provides a slightly enigmatic description. This is the definition quote, Developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, it fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis. End quote. Of course, the Nazis, as we call them, simply admired the British eugenics elitist system. They were attempting to establish their own form of eugenics operation. Of course, the worst realities imaginable have been done, have been brought about with the best of intentions. And one finds it perhaps hard to believe that any rich, powerful person with a vested interest in having less people around to clog up their world would be interested in improving the human race as a whole. They mean to improve their own state of existence by eliminating those they see as a threat to themselves and their environment, their predators. That's what a eugenicist typically is, a predator, or they have been brainwashed and manipulated into believing that they will get to survive in the end. Of course... Improvement of the human race means to make better. But to make better for who? To make better how? Who does the desiring and the approving? Usually those who want to help you and make the world a more just place. Or those who say that but mean something entirely different. Eugenicist Margaret Sanger who founded Planned Parenthood, a fact only deniable to the ignorant. She's a woman who called minorities, immigrants, and blacks, quote, human weeds, quote, reckless breeders, and quote, human beings who never should have been born. It was after World War II when the American Birth Control League, a eugenics organization, changed its name to Planned Parenthood. It was also around this time that the publication Eugenics Quarterly became known as Social Biology. Eugenics and euthanasia and mental hygiene societies of Britain and America were renamed as the Mental Health Association of Great Britain and the National Association of Mental Health in the United States, later to become the World Federation of Mental Health. Much like how the U.S. Defense Department once went by the name War Department, the first head of the Population Council, founded by the Rockefellers in 1952, Frederick Osborne, was the leader of the American Eugenics Society. And he wrote that, quote, eugenics goals are most likely to be achieved under another name than eugenics, end quote. Today, they are achieved under the guise of racial and gender equality, social justice, and, of course, public health, not to mention Malthusian ecofascism or the Green Movement, a term, again, coined by Betsy Hartman. The first head of UNESCO and a leader in the British Eugenics Society was Julian Huxley, whose brother Aldous Huxley published A Brave New World in 1932 about a dystopian society where people were controlled through reproductive technologies, psychological warfare, and medical technocracy. Do you see that it's all come true? Julian and Aldous had a grandfather, Thomas Henry Huxley. He was a biologist who believed mankind didn't have the ability to know anything, kind of like an atheist. He believed in something called the No Soul Doctrine. People that don't have a soul have no problem doing terrible, horrible things because they don't have to risk losing that spiritual part of them. Of course, Aldous Huxley was famous for stating that people will eventually become in love with their servitude. They will come to, quote, love their servitude, especially through pharmacological means. He also said similarly, comma, people will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. Eugenics does not simply mean genetic engineering or designer fetuses, it means sterilization and culling certain segments of the population, although under another name than eugenics. But there's more to the story than that. And there's more to what happened in Astro World than just a simple observation of some images that we can call the Illuminati or a conspiracy or that the media can as ignorantly state was part of some conspiratorial nut job theory that this was a satanic sacrifice. It's much more complicated than that. And I hope that's why you tune into The Secret Teachings. I'm sure most of you know about MK Ultra. Officially in 1953, the CIA began a project known as MK Ultra, a program operated over decades with dozens of names before and after its official initiation and termination. MKUltra was about mind control. The M stands for mine and the K for the German Kontrolle, control, because the program was part of a German program. There's also a Soviet branch. Techniques used by the CIA included hypnosis, sensory deprivation, radiation, extremes of hot or cold, conditioning of the mind, surgery, implants, torture, brainwashing, and hallucinogenic drugs such as mescaline, peyote, and LSD, which was actually developed by the U.S. military. These are themes in Alice in Wonderland, Stranger Things, Fringe, and so many other stories, movies, and television programs, and especially in the music industry. Do you see how we're getting close? We're getting warm. Just Travis Scott and Astro World? Lysergic acid diethylamide, LSD. I think most of you know what LSD is, and imagine that a lot of you have tried LSD. I've never tried LSD, and I won't try LSD. I have a lot of reasons why. One, I don't trust it. I don't trust marijuana. I don't trust your average box or bag or can of food at a grocery store, for that matter. I certainly don't trust LSD. But it's interesting if you study the history of LSD. You study an individual named Sidney Gottlieb. According to the New York Times, in 1999, the New York Times reported on the death of Sidney Gottlieb, the man presiding over the CIA's mind control experiments during the Cold War. It explained the very real series of experiments in an article titled, Sidney Goatley of 80 Dies Took LSD to CIA. The intention of the agency in the 50s and early 60s was to develop mind-altering drugs to give them to hundreds of unsuspecting Americans in an effort to explore the possibilities of controlling human consciousness. In order to do that, though, they had to find a laboratory. Although the experiment ended officially two decades after it began, the whole thing was considered a failure. The CIA gave a Distinguished Intelligence Medal to Gottlieb as an award for destroying the official records of the program. Researchers, of course, may suspect that even if the project were a failure, the documentation would be kept in some capacity, even under different names for future reference. The official documents were probably just filed under a different name, so no MKUltra files remained. MK Ultra itself was just one of a series of programs under different names, including Operation MK Search. The tests for MK Search were carried out in CIA safe houses, much like the CIA Operation Midnight Climax, which was part of the MKUltra experiment. During this project, the CIA gave LSD to young men and women after luring them into their safe house. The agents then watched their response to the drugs through a two way mirror in that room. Other programs or projects include MK Naomi which was run at the Army Biological Laboratory in Maryland. The subjects of M.K. Search were exposed to experiments that would create disturbances in sleep patterns and sexual behavior. The results would then be monitored to determine their potential effectiveness and usage on other humans, perhaps for creating super soldiers or for other uses in mind control. I mentioned to you something called the Tavistock Institute. In 2019... Guardian newspaper reported on Tavistock, a guy named Marcus Evans. Marcus Evans had worked at the Tavistock Institute for decades, 35 years, in partnership. He quit because he believed that the group had an overhauled belief, that's what he called it, an overhauled belief in the expertise of its Gender Identity Development Service, the only one connected to the NHS. He believed that they were dismissing examination of young people before they encouraged and facilitated gender transition. A lot of parents shared this belief, and they accused the trust of fast-tracking young people into changing their gender. Dr. David Bell, former staff governor for Tavistock, much like Marcus Evans, warned that the service was not considering psychological and social factors in a young person's background, such as abuse, bereavement, autism, etc., before facilitating transition. Marcus added that the attempt to appease activists and the status quo was actually harming young people. Of course, Marcus said, I do not believe we understand what is going on in this complex area and the need to adopt an attitude which examines things from different points of view is essential. This is difficult in the current environment as the debate and discussion required is continually being closed down or effectively described as transphobic or in some way prejudicial, end quote. These are two governors from the Tavistock Institute walking away because they said that young people were being conditioned, young people were being forced into gender reassignment surgery, not just drugs. You can immediately call me those things that Marcus Evans said, Call it transphobic. This has nothing to do with that. This is all about Astroworld. This is all about Travis Scott. This is all about what happened last week at that festival in early November 2021, right after Halloween. See, targeting the youth through music, movies, television, social media, etc. To adopt things like slogans, identities, ideologies, politics. It's a more sophisticated form of psychological warfare akin to hooking a child on a particular company through brand recognition. A lot of these ideologies and identities may sound really great, but they're just the types of things that parasitically attach to an impressionable, gullible, vulnerable, and well-intentioned young person. They match with the SRI paper The Changing Images of Man, which suggests transforming society by exploiting the youth to rebel against societal wrongs and obtaining their controlled involvement in political processes. In other words, it's mind control. Along with the 1960s and 1970s flower power movement, the New Age movement itself originated in the 1970s as a series of religious beliefs and practices that spread throughout Western nations. Depending on the person asked to define such beliefs, you'll probably get a series of answers that pertain to things like crystals, vibrations, lights, colorful clothing, and makeup. Can't forget Psychoactive substances, aliens, saviors, shamans, gurus, sex, and a passive attitude towards worldly affairs. And thus, the hippie was born. In this way, the New Age movement is essentially a continuation of flower power. And I mean the new New Age movement, not just the original New Age movement. It's a counterculture that was cultivated in the 60s and 70s by intelligence agencies, with primary support coming also from think tanks. It included rock bands, drugs like LSD, and sexual promiscuity. The intention was to subvert dissent and replace it with a counterculture of apathy and an attitude of do what thou wilt, so that resistance to war became passive. One infamous project, a part of MKUltra, called Monarch, reportedly included several types of magical ceremonies. This is all part of the intelligence operations. These ceremonies included sex rituals, psychological conditioning, and trauma-based mind-control techniques typically associated with rape. The Scientists working on Project Monarch also used some of the 700 drugs that were present for other programs like MKUltra. These included LSD. Sometimes drugs would be introduced into these rituals to intensify the trauma-based experience of the victim. This is explained in graphic detail within the pages of Kathy O'Brien's book, Transformation of America. She describes various forms of entertainment, which means, of course, to direct one's attention. Entertainment used to foster her young mind into the compliance dictates of her handlers within government, the military, and the music industry. Kathy O'Brien said, quote, My television viewing was restricted and monitored in keeping with my father's gained knowledge. I was, however, permitted to watch the best of movies, The Wizard of Oz, Disney classics, Alice in Wonderland, and Cinderella, over and over and over again. Just like Lady Diana, watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang over and over and over again, right? Later, she said, quote, My television programming was then expanded to include the shows that every Project Monarch mind-controlled slave I knew had to watch. I dream of Genie, the Brady Bunch, Gumby and Pokey, and Bewitched. End quote. Kathy refers to the usage of these stories, symbols, archetypes, etc., as cryptic programming. She calls them cryptic programming or cryptic programming themes. The harsh reality that any of this is true should be compounded by the fact that our consumption of entertainment is itself the very method by which others have been programmed, Proof of this can be seen all throughout the entertainment industry and especially in Hollywood, which was named after the Hollywood of Druidic magicians. They use their magic wands to conjure storms and illusions. These storms and these illusions are the things that cloud our perception, that cloud our consciousness and our subconsciousness that prevents us from seeing what is real. And coming out of Halloween, when the veil is the thinnest, when divination and practices of the spiritual kind are performed daily and weekly, it's supposed to be easier because the veil is thinned. Peering beyond that veil, like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, falling into the rabbit hole, going into the other world through a mirror, through a doorway, through a portal, like Alice through the looking glass into her wonderland if you saw anything that happened at astral world you'll probably see everything that i just mentioned now i'm not saying there was lsd being given out i'm not saying it was a satanic ritual but i can tell you that it certainly wasn't coincidental at the very least what happened at astral world is textbook. It's a playbook. And when we come back from break, I am going to break it all down for you here on The Secret Teachings. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Please go to the website, grab a copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir, which you can find a lot of the stuff we're talking about tonight in that book. You get a free copy of one of those books when you subscribe to the show archive for one year. Here's how you do it. You do it on the website through the Donate Subscribe page. You can select the automatic $5 a week, $10 a month, or $50 a year. Or you can donate one time if you don't want the reoccurring charge. Your other option is to go over to Patreon. Sign up for Patreon. It's a little bit more expensive, but not much. And you get all of the archive, all the montages, all the digital books... Plus behind the scenes content videos and more. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com, and thank you to every single person who supported our Escape from New York fundraiser. We're still running that tonight. We made about a hundred bucks. We're trying to hit a thousand by the end of the month. We're going to move the studio to a new location, and I am asking for your support. If you have the ability to do so rdgable at yahoo.com. That's the PayPal email. Stay with us. There's more after this. You could listen to this.
3: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... (laughs)
1: People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support The Secret Teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the Holy Days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support The Secret Teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM.
2: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy.
1: Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you you can tune in through the
3: paranormal radio app and talk stream live where the normal and paranormal collide it's the fringe fm are you intrigued by paranormal talk radio you'll love the new paranormal radio app from talk stream live
2: If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings.
0: of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
3: Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
2: I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone, this is Mark Passio from What On Earth Is Happening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Ryan Gable.
0: Man can act directly on the mind body of his fellows. You know all us people from the Bay Area, we're real LSD freaks. The stuff that they're passing out here today may or may not be LSD. I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm
3: holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where... Should, should I ask him to make the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander, and, and this earth, and in, uh, in the world we can't see?
2: Another more terrifying birth took place—the birth of evil. We are
0: in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. the
3: brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good
2: from the moment the doors to astral opened there was chaos a stampede of concert goers exploded through security gates as the clock ticked down to travis scott's arrival tens of thousands of fans crammed into the venue people in the crowd could be heard screaming for help informed that somebody somewhere is giving
0: out some flat blue acid, <laughs> it is poison. We do have a report of a security officer according to the medical staff that was out and treated him last night, that he was reaching over to uh, restrain or grab a citizen, and he felt a prick in his neck. Medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. If you
3: have partaken of the green acid, if you would, go to the hospital check. Você tem cinco
1: Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for one hour, kind of a weekly recap, over there on Aftermath.fm. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever, wherever you're listening around the world. Download the Fringe FM app for free, check us out on the Paranormal Radio App Talk Stream Live. Get access to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can donate once for that archive, or you can sign up for the reoccurring charge for the archive access. You get access to all the shows, the montages, the digital books. And if you go over to Patreon to subscribe to the archive, you'll also get access to the -the behind-the-scenes content and some other goodies. That's Patreon, The Secret Teachings, or the donate or subscribe tab at thesecretteachings.info. I also want to thank all of you who donated a few dollars. A couple people donated 10 bucks, five bucks, a few people donated $20. Some people wanted books, other people just donated the money out of the kindness of their hearts to our Escape from New York Fund. And I came up with that name because I am escaping from New York with my fiance, Hope. We are going to take the studio with us. So I'm moving the studio down to the Southwest. I rarely ask for any kind of support that is an outright donation. I asked for it on the last two shows, and people came through. I'm always very transparent with you, just like the veil between the physical and spiritual during this time of the year. We made about $100 the last two nights on donations. That's big for the secret teachings. So if you have a few dollars you'd like to support the show, our Escape from New York fundraiser, please do that rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. That's the PayPal email, or you can email us there as well. Especially if you donate, send us a message. Let us know that you donated. Let us know something you'd like us to, to, to talk about. rdgable at yahoo.com. Don't forget, 25% off water filters, Pro 1 water filters. It's on our website, the slider bar at the top of the page. www.thesecretteachings.in F-O. I've been asked so many times I can't even count to give, to provide my perspective on the Astro World event. I was contacted also by a friend of mine, Clyde Lewis, who asked me to do a show on Astro World. I didn't have my phone on at the time. I was traveling earlier this week, so I couldn't do the show he ended up putting together a really good show anyway without me and when i was talking to Clyde he said you should read the uh, the article i i put up and check out the vigilant citizen article as well i've always followed vigilant citizen myself he said there's a lot of stuff in there if you're going to do some research and do your own show you can you can learn a lot there and you know might help you out i did that i read clyde's article i read through the article from vigilant citizen and i also read an la times article about what happened at World, And in the process of editing for another new edition of my technology book, I'm adding a huge section on UFOs, expanding on a section on UFOs and some other little things, just kind of touching up things like I do every couple of months. Uh, I, I, I got into some of the stuff about uh, the CIA, LSD, mind-controlled experiments, and uh, rock bands. And I remembered the the book that I had about Laurel Canyon. And, uh, you know, I started flipping through that book, and I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. And I remember, and that's the book uh, by David McGowan, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. I, I remembered uh, I had this book about the Tavistock Institute. And so I went to try to find it. I finally found the copy, and I started looking through it, and I thought, this is exactly what I need. On top of, you know, what I had seen from The Vigilant Citizen and what I had read in passing in a few news articles. Because when I first saw this, I was in a hotel room. I didn't even do a show Monday or Tuesday this week. I was in a hotel room, and I saw it, and I thought, this will be, you know, old news by tomorrow tomorrow. And it wasn't, it's on the news every night. It's just an incantation, a ritual of the names of the people that died and how tragic this event was. And there's lawyers filing lawsuits and there's safety people on the news every night. And there's, there's, you know, Travis Scott. And I think, you know, Drake was there. He wasn't necessarily as big of a part of this as Travis Scott was, uh, but Drake was there, uh, the night stalker. Derek pointed that out to me in a Facebook message. Um, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that the safety consultant for the concert, Paul Vertheimer, said, quote, the fans were the victims of an environment in which they could not control. I understand if you're in a mosh pit. I understand if you're kind of in a mob. I understand if you get trampled, you can't necessarily control that. But if you're going to a festival, the festivals I've seen, even just concerts I've been to, it's usually people drinking and people on drugs. And sometimes it's people just, they're having sex. So it is an environment you can control. You either don't go to it or you don't put yourself, if you do go to it, in a position where you're in the middle of a crowd that keeps compacting and compacting. People around you are clearly on drugs, clearly drinking, clearly just in the moment with the music, which can have a similar effect as a drug, especially how they program the frequencies of this music. And you're at an event with Travis Scott, who has experienced these types of things in the past. This isn't the first time this has happened. In 2015, Travis Scott pleaded guilty to charges of reckless conduct after urging fans at Lollapalooza to climb over barricades. In 2017, Scott faced misdemeanor charges of inciting a riot, disorderly conduct, and endangering the welfare of a minor after he invited fans to overpower security. In 2019, in Astroworld, three people were hospitalized following a crowd stampede over security barriers. So it happened again in 2021 this year. So you can control your environment. I get what the safety coordinator is saying if you're in the middle of this and something happens, but you know you choose to go there. You're in control of your environment. And that's why I can't stand about the news coverage of this event. I can't stand the mainstream news coverage of it because they're just reciting their little magical scripts, their incantations, trying to invoke thought formations, using it for political purposes and other purposes, and then the alternative media. My God, the alternative media is embarrassing. It's a satanic ritual. It's the Illuminati. It's the same stale couple of words after the Super Bowl halftime show, after the Olympic ceremonies, it's people trying to, to look beyond the veil, but with very little knowledge of what lies beyond the veil or what could lie beyond the veil. This doesn't mean I'm an expert, okay? This doesn't mean I'm an expert by any means on the subject. I talk to people who are more expert about certain things all the time radio host authors etc what i'm suggesting what i'm saying is the alternative media is as laughable as the mainstream media it's a satanic ritual and that's all that you can say it's a satanic ritual that doesn't make any sense what about it is a satanic well, there was fire okay well according to dante hell isn't even hot there is no fire in hell it's ice so that doesn't make any sense to me you know I can nitpick this apart because just claiming it's an Illuminati ritual. Oh, no, the media said QAnon was involved in QAnon and Reddit and it's right-wing conspiracy theory. None of that makes any sense. And the mainstream media is bad enough. The alternative media makes it even worse. So then maybe you have to tune into shows like this. I tune into shows like this. I try to read the research of others like The Vigilant Citizen. I try to see what my friend Clyde Lewis is doing. You know, he beat me to this show because I was out of town. I beat him to the Kraken show. He did the Kraken show last night, and I beat him to that. I did a show, like, show on that last week. We just joke around. We kind of steal you know, things from each other, not just Clyde and I, but other radio hosts. You know, Joe Rupp and I have stolen things from each other before. You know, it's, it's fun. It's part of the game, the pushback. It's, it's radio. It's fun. But, you know, it's like th- there, needs, there needs to be a comprehensive and balanced approach to this. I'm going to try to give it to you right now. Think about the way that things in media are presented to you. Everything is an advertisement. And advertising is essentially magic. Advertising as we know it today began on Madison Avenue in New York City. And it contributes not only to a vain society, but one in which the celebrity and the brand are at the center of a cult. It could be a celebrity from Hollywood. It could be a brand of product, or it could be a brand of ideology. Now, Edward Bernays... The father of PR acquired that title after diverting peacetime propaganda into public relations. That's what we know today. Public relations. It's really propaganda. In other words, a distortion of reality. Facts matter very little in this upside down world wherein emotions are dominant. This is also the foundation for the postmodernism movement, which believes that any dominant group must be replaced. A perpetual cultural revolution. Now, Bernays initiated this tactic, this mind control operation in the 1920s. Macy's department store was famously involved in the 20s and 30s. By the 1960s, 1970s, implementation on a full scale of psychological programming was underway using sex, drugs, and rock and roll. In order to test the prescribed programming through pleasure, symbols, sounds, and drugs, subjects had to be found, just like they had to be found for the MK Ultra experiments, and they indeed were. Although August 15th, 1969, I'm sure you guys know that date, it's perhaps the most famous music festival, Woodstock. There have been other festivals, other festivals that were held in the 1960s, when government agencies and groups like the Tavistock Foundation used these open-air concerts to attract younger people, the younger generation. And most of these younger people didn't know that they were actually the victims of an organized and planned drug experiment. The Grateful Dead, for example, were well-known for participating in dosing their audience and even some of their staff with hallucinogenic drugs, LSD in particular. Hallucinogenic drugs such as STP, PCP, MDA, DMT, LSD, and Blue Micro Dot LSD-25 were freely distributed at a lot of these concerts, a lot of these festivals. Now, these drugs are psychotomimetic, meaning that they induce a state of psychosis. Now, The Tavistock Institute had studied the use of LSD in particular, learning of its relationship between the brain and behaviors caused by various hallucinogenic drugs in general. Knowledge from this research also apparently went into marketing things like MTV and certain forms of music on the radio, mostly the oldies stations, the oldies music that we know today. Now, the brain develops strong associations with our senses, touch, smell, taste, what we see, what we hear. So music, like a lot of other things, can be utilized to program states of euphoria, especially when associated with things like drugs. Hearing such music later triggers an emotional flashback and draws out an infantile state of arrested development. Now, the author Aldous Huxley was famous for a lot of things, including A Brave New World. But he also published a study of consciousness expansion through the use of mescaline. I didn't know that. Aldous Huxley published a study on consciousness expansion through the usage of mescaline. The name of that study was called The Doors of Perception, and it was based on a poem by William Blake. The poem was, If the doors of perception were cleansed, all things would appear infinite. It is from both the poem of William Blake and Huxley's study that the rock band gets their name, The Doors. Huxley also worked with and studied psychotropic drugs in the 1950s with the famous Dr. Timothy Leary of Harvard University's Psychological Department. Another band, the Grateful Dead, was notorious, according to the FBI, for their usage and distribution of LSD at their events. According to a 1959 document from the Bureau that you can find on the FBI website, fbi.gov, Quote, LSD originates from San Francisco, California through a renowned rock group known as Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead is well known to DEA, San Francisco, end quote. Of course, the DEA is the Drug Enforcement Agency. Now, though LSD was synthesized by Albert Hoffman in 1938 for the first time, its hallucinogenic qualities were not discovered until 1943. It was tested on Harvard students by Dr. Leary in the 1960s. Of course, the FBI's document isn't saying that LSD originated in San Francisco, California, with the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead didn't invent LSD. They facilitated the distribution, however. It was a former OSS member and anthropologist, Gregory Bateson, who maintained Huxley's operation out of the Palo Alta VA Hospital in California. As director of the Hallucinogenic Drug Experimental Clinic, Bateson used patients for his LSD experiments. One recruit to this program was the famous Ken Casey. He began the program after signing up for MKUltra as a student at Stanford University, taking his first dosage in 1959. By 1962, he completed a novel. The novel, a very famous novel, and a very famous movie. One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. And that book was about a society in which only the insane were truly free. Only the insane were truly sane. Casey's also very famous for his group of merry pranksters in the 1960s who would get together and hold LSD parties in San Francisco called acid tests. Now, the FBI memo does not imply that LSD was invented by the rock band, the Grateful Dead, but it said that the Grateful Dead which began around 1965 in the Palo Alto, Palo Alto, San Francisco area of California, helped to distribute the drug at their events with major support from researchers, from intelligence ops, etc. And the essence of the 1960s culminated in an event that took place in 1969. This event was called the Altamont Music Festival, and it took place in Northern California. It was thrown together officially at the very last minute, and it ended in, just like the 1960s, chaos and death. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that the fighting, the stabbing, and the deaths that occurred at the Altamont Festival in 1969 were a result of LSD. Thousands of tabs had been distributed by Hell's Angels, the bicycle gang acting as informal security, and they got about $500 worth of beer to act as these security guards at the event. And perhaps the most memorable context to this story is when Hell's Angels member Alan Passaro stabbed a gun-wielding Meredith Hunter to death a few feet in front of the stage where Mick Jagger was performing the song Under My Thumb for the Stones. The headlining Rolling Stones helped to organize the Altamont Festival. Again, officially, at the very last minute, they brought all this together. Supposedly, they didn't even have a venue until, I guess, just a few hours before the event, you know, a few days before the event. But the other band that helped them to organize this event, where LSD was distributed en masse, was, of course, the Grateful Dead. Now, a similar incident, possibly involving experimental drugs and other forms of programming, occurred on November 5th, November 6th of 2021 a festival called Astroworld in Houston, Texas. Now, a lot of people died. A lot of people were injured. Nine people now officially died. I've heard hundreds were injured when the crowd began to surge toward the stage where hip-hop artist Travis Scott was performing. It's kind of reminiscent of the 1970s Who concert disaster in Ohio where nearly a dozen people were killed during a rush on the concert's entry doors. Astroworld itself was the worst concert disaster since the 2017 shooting in Las Vegas at the Route 91 festival. Remember that? Remember how bizarre and weird that was? I remember going into the Mandalay Bay Hotel just a few months after that event. They had closed off part of the floor where the shooting had taken place. And there's a big sign, a big sign down there in the casino that said no guns. And I think it had been there before, long before that shooting. Apparently it did not stop the shooting. The sign that said no guns did not stop the shooting. Magical how that seems to never prevent mass casualty and mass death. I don't think there's ever been someone is going to carry out this kind of thing, this operation and whether they're doing it under their own, you know, it in, in, in will, or they're doing it they're under some form of mind control uh, or some kind of threat. They ever walked into a building or walked somewhere and were like. I was going to do it, but you know. There's a sign that says no guns, so I guess I won't. Stephen Paddock didn't get the notice that night. Stephen Paddock just sat to open fire, although there were multiple people that were in his in his room. There were at least two people in his room, Paddock and somebody else. They had receipts from meals. They had evidence that there were other people in the room. There's video of him just having people take guns and weapon, you know, weapons and ammunition up to his room. I mean, just like hundreds of pounds, pounds of this stuff. Like it was probably a weapons deal. Something went wrong. Maybe something happened. But we've talked about this before. This is an older story, but Astroworld was the worst, you know, festival disaster since the Route 91 festival, and that one had intelligence op written all over it too it seemed not every disaster not every time somebody passes out and every time somebody goes on on you know on an acid trip or somebody goes on a bender, doesn't mean the CIA's involved it doesn't mean it's a satanic ritual there's more to it videos of the astral world event show a dead body being carried off while Travis Scott continues to perform I played some of the audio of that in the montage we played coming in from break where Travis Scott is singing and you can see him apparently looking at the dead body as it's being carried off into the corner of the frame of the shot. Now that's it's really disturbing, it's really weird. Even if he's not looking at the body. I mean, you can clearly clearly see that there are people this was after people started screaming for help. He's basically singing to the dead or singing with the dead, if you will, as the body gets carried away. You know, I can't even like listen to this for very long because I I can just feel the vibration. I can feel the intent behind it. And I feel like something is, something's just wrong a lot of people think something's wrong. They know something's wrong. People died. People were injured. They don't know if it was an Illuminati ritual or if it was just an accident. I think like some of you, there's a little bit more to the story. And when we come back from break, I'm going to give it to you right here on The Secret Teachings. Five nights a week, Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Go over to Patreon to subscribe to The Archive for a year. Get access to all of The Archive, the montages, the digital books, and, of course, you get behind-the-scenes. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. There's a lot more after this in the final segment. Don't go anywhere. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
2: Release the car! Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The
3: truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
1: People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in a hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM.
3: Listen to the Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. ATLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Topher. You can find my music at TopherTown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. Man can act directly on the mind body of his fellows. You know all us people from the Bay Area... We're real LSD freaks. The stuff that they're passing out here today may or may not be LSD. I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where I am now. Should, should I ask who you to make the bargain with? <laughs> with, you, with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief
3: commander. And this earth and in uh, the world we can't see.
2: Another more terrifying birth took place. The birth of evil. We are
3: in process of developing. A whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. The brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good.
2: From the moment the doors to Astroworld opened, there was chaos. A stampede of concertgoers exploded through security gates. As the clock ticked down to Travis Scott's arrival, tens of thousands of fans crammed into the venue. People in the crowd could be heard screaming for help that somebody somewhere is giving out some flat
0: blue acid, it is poison. We do have a report of a security officer according to the medical staff that was out and treated him last night. That he was reaching over to uh, restrain or grab a citizen and he felt a prick in his neck. Medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. If you
3: have partaken of the green acid, if you would, go to the hospital jail. I'm so glad you
1: I mean I don't know what people expect to have happened at Astro World. Like any festival, any concert, things can get out of hand very quickly, especially when there's drugs, alcohol, large crowds of people hyped up by musicians they want to see. It's not really my scene, but my fiance, she's always enjoyed concerts and she's always enjoyed festivals. And she told me I can tell this story on air. She said that she'd gone to a festival several years ago. And she doesn't really like to go to festivals anymore after this experience she had. She was there at the festival. And she said a couple of things happened. She said she was standing, watching, listening to one of the sets, one of the performers. And she started noticing that the images, that the sound, something just wasn't right. I hope I'm telling this story right, but she said something just wasn't right. I, I just noticed, I felt that there was, there was something wrong. And she said, it was in that moment I realized that this is all a distraction. That's the word she always used to, to, to tell me this, to describe it to me. It's just a big distraction. And I remember the first time she told me that, I said, yeah, it's a huge distraction. That's not you know saying that you can't go to a concert. I, I like going to concerts. I like music. I saw the Blue Oyster Cult a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've seen Ghost several times. Clutch. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of lot of hip hop artists. Um, when I grew up, uh, right out of high school, uh, going to film school in Orlando, I was kind of in the hip hop scene. I met Two Chains and a uh, bunch of uh, rappers from Orlando. But it, there's something there's something weird to me about these festivals. And you know, like I got I got a little bit um. I got a little bit disturbed by Astro World when I started looking at the images of the event. And I got disturbed because these are the same types of things that that Hope, my fiance had actually shown me when well, she had described them to me about her experience when she stopped being as interested in going to things like this because she said it felt like a distraction and she noticed all the the hippy-dippy people that were so concerned with the environment would just leave the venue and they would leave trash everywhere, kind of like all the people did in Glasgow this week. They just left mountains of trash because they care about the environment so much. So, you know, she had shown me these, these images of a, of a festival she had gone to in West Virginia a couple of months ago called Resonance, and there was a heavy, heavy influence in the imagery of transhumanism, and even of COVID-19. Little images of SARS-CoV-2, the CG images, those little balls, the triangles on them that I've been talking about relating to the red triangle of Skynet, the green environmental triangle. Underneath that, of course, is the red movement under the green movement of the giant climate pledge arena in Seattle, home of the Kraken or Cthulhu, this big altar to this this parasitic-like creature, this alien thing. We've talked about a lot recently on the show. A couple of shows in the archive at thesecretteaching.info. The Call of Cthulhu is one of them. And there were a lot of images of robots and images of COVID-19. And yeah, sure, it's just what's going on. That's just what's happening, man. But there's more to it than that. Just like she recognized that this is a distraction. There's There's a reason that this this festival is happening. It's not just because, hey, let's get together and have fun. Let's get together and maybe drop some acid. Let's get together and have a drink. Let's get together and you know, you know, hang out with our friends. And, and you know, from what I know, from what I understand, you know, most of these these concerts, most of these festivals, they're they're usually pretty peaceful. And people get messed up, but it's you know, it's it's not it's not a common thing that you have something so ritualistic, so disturbing as the Travis Scott performance at Astroworld. And you've had other things, you know, like like the Who concert disaster in the, the 70s. People were trampled. There wasn't some giant Illuminati conspiracy there, some giant satanic ritual there. I mean, the real question is, why does the media have so much interest in this? Why is the media so concerned? I mean, nine people die? Okay, that's sad. I don't need to pay lip service to it. I would be devastated if it was someone I knew or someone I loved. But my God, you know, more people die in car wrecks every day from drunk driving. More people die of heart disease every day. More people die of heart disease every hour. Why do these eight or nine people matter so much? Well, it's because they're a sacrifice. Even if this event was totally organic, the media has taken it and they've turned it into a ritual and they recite the names, they recite the event, they recite the artist, they recite what happened, over and over and over again, that becomes your reality, and it disconnects you from the real world. That's the whole point behind things like Kathy O'Brien talked about in Transformation of America, the Disney, the Alice in Wonderland, the Wizard of Oz, going into another world, another dimension, the upside down, through a door, through a gateway, through a portal, through a mirror, and all of that All of it that takes you into that other world, that other dimension, can be facilitated and exacerbated and compounded through the usage of certain drugs like LSD. And we know that LSD has been used by bands like the Grateful Dead to the point where even the FBI and the DEA had investigated the Grateful Dead. In 1959, the Bureau... The FBI said that LSD originates from San Francisco, California, through a renowned rock group known as Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead is well known to DEA, San Francisco Drug Enforcement Agency. Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, who talked about a society controlled through pharmacological methods, a society where birth is controlled and regulated by the state, who who mentored Eric Blair or George Orwell who wrote about the elimination of the orgasm, the elimination of sex, the separation of men and women, the separation of families, all things that were written out and suggested as policy recommendations by the Stanford Research Institute. The report from Iron Mountain, silent weapons for quiet wars. All of it now in the United Nations as 17 goals for sustainability. Agenda 2030 as an extension of, uh, of Agenda 21. planks of communism for that matter all of it comes together and you see that none of this is accidental none of this is a mistake getting people involved in politics at a young age black empowerment women's movements all of these things were mentioned by the Stanford Research Institute as ways to reshape and reform society to tear down the old and rebuild society on the ashes of the old that is the build back better campaign that is the three red banners the 1950s used in communist China. Now, the FBI memo doesn't mean that the Grateful Dead created LSD, of course. It just means that the band facilitated the usage and the distribution and the experimentation with LSD. At the end of the 1960s, December 1969, the Altamont Music Festival in Northern California took place. It was established, it was founded, it was organized, it was put together by the Rolling Stones, And, of course, the Grateful Dead, among others. There's a part of this festival, a horrible event that took place, where Mick Jagger was performing the song Under My Thumb for the Stones when a person was stabbed to death a few feet from the stage where Mick was performing. What happened at this event were thousands of tabs of acid Thousands of tabs of LSD were distributed by Hell's Angels, the bicycle gang that acted as informal security. People were stabbed. People were beaten up. People were attacked. People had their teeth knocked out. People were bloodied. People were naked. It was a horrific thing. A similar incident, of course, has occurred again, this time in Texas, in Houston, at Astroworld, the festival. Two years ago, 2019 at Astroworld, three people also were injured, They were hospitalized following a crowd stampede over security barriers. And Travis Scott is not unfamiliar with incidences involving the police. In 2015, he pleaded guilty to reckless conduct, and he was charged with reckless conduct after urging fans at Lollapalooza to climb over barricades. In 2017, Scott faced misdemeanor charges of inciting a riot so none of this is new. None of this is, is, is unique. But here's what looks like happened. Videos of the World event show a dead body being carried while Travis Scott continues to perform, seemingly while staring at the dead body in a trance. Despite the police denying reports of drugging, TMZ had reported that Houston Police Department's chief, Troy Fenner, confirmed, quote, at least one person had been injected with something via needle. According to the report, Chief Finner said a security guard working the event felt a prick in his neck by an unknown assailant and that he quickly fell unconscious. They revived him with Narcan. Medical staff apparently identified, quote, something on his neck that indicated he'd been stabbed with a syringe, end quote. Although concerts are a mess of music, fun, drugs, sex, and alcohol, and other things, well, they're also a little bit more than that. They're the perfect cover for testing experimental drugs on the public in large settings. Maybe Travis Scott is the new Grateful Dead. Maybe Travis Scott is super intelligent. He's a part of it. Maybe he's just an idiot. Maybe he's just doing it for the money. Maybe he has a soul to preserve, a deal to preserve with something not from this world, like Bob Dylan. Beyond the drug experimentation and psychological trauma, what some may call classical programming is often left out the influence of not only the music, but also the imagery on the subconscious. The Doors of Perception, you know that little paper that Aldous Huxley wrote? The Doors of Perception, named after William Blake's poem, both the poem and the paper on consciousness that Aldous Huxley wrote, were the basis for the rock band The Doors. The Doors of Perception may be opened with hallucinatory substances, sounds, and images designed to place one into a hypnotic, trance-like state, disconnecting them from reality. As with the programming themes of Alice in Wonderland, detailed by Kathy O'Brien, the intention is to experiment with altered states of awareness and consciousness to confuse reality with fantasy. The satanic panic of the 1980s has almost developed into a satanic fetish with artists like Lil Nas X, call me when you need I'll be right there by your side having sex with you in the Garden of Eden. I'll be on your team. And people like Travis Scott routinely using imagery of fire, portals, pits, and hell in their performances. Of course, Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga, Eminem. These are some of the famous ones that we talk about a lot. But Travis Scott, not so much. He also uses the fire, the portals, the pits, and the hell in his performances. It's a satanic fetish. In 2019... I did a show on the Super Bowl halftime show, as we've become famous for here on The Secret Teachings. I did another show on Ground Zero with my friend Clyde Lewis. We do a show every year about the Super Bowl halftime show, another show that's something we've kind of become famous for with uh, within the radio world. At that Super Bowl show, the halftime show in 2019, Scott fell from the heavens. He came down as a comet or a meteor, smashing into the stage and emerging from a fiery pit to perform at this giant ritual known as Super Bowl halftime. Millions of people tuned in. All that energy going into the images, going into the sound, going into the, the symbols, into the subconscious, chanting, incantation, breath, breathing life into these things. Just like the media is doing with world. Now, although Scott may know what he's doing, there's a high probability He's simply following the lead of his handlers and producing content that makes the most money, does the most damage to the public, obtains the intended results of the experiment, or all the above. Like any ritual, the location, time, and associated imagery are vital to influencing the subconscious and associated unseen forces. Travis Scott's performance at Astroworld took place on a large upside-down cross protruding from a swirling mountain portal. During the ritual performance, fire engulfed the stage, making it appear as a portal to hell, and towards the end, that same portal was grasped by two large demonic-looking hands. The implication of the imagery itself and the hands over the portal in particular are parallel to the meaning of the black mirrors in entertainment. The black mirrors in Lady Gaga's fame video are a great example. The black mirror portal that Lady Gaga interacts with has these demonic hands holding onto it. I'd advise you to watch the fame video during the daylight and laugh a little bit before, during, and after because it's a disturbing promotional video for her black fame perfume. But it's also like the black portal to hell in the movie Event Horizon, among so many other movies, so many other TV shows, so many other books and stories, so many other images. You see that image of the mirror, the portal. Before even entering the concert area, attendees had to pass through a portal, a gate in the form of Travis Scott's mouth, which looked very similar to a painting by a guy named Hieronymus Bosque called Christ in Limbo. In essence, Christ in Limbo depicts a gateway to hell. Not a highway to hell, but a gateway to hell. Astroworld, the festival, was launched in 2018. It was founded by Scott in league with Score More Shows and Live Nation. This means Scott had a large say in the festival and how it was staged. The slogan of the event is further telling, see ya on the other side. It takes very little to see the relationship, very little discernment to see the connection between Astroworld and Alice's Wonderland. Promotions for the event included similar slogans or incantations. One poster featured an eyeball watching people get sucked into a portal. It read, Prepare and open your eyes to a whole new universe. A whole new world. A whole new dimension. A whole new place. The upside down. One side makes you this, one side makes you that. Welcome to Beyond the Veil. Another promotional material featured Travis Scott as being alive at the mountain, which in this case is obviously a portal to another world. The mountain itself, going into the mountain, is considered the womb of the earth. Some believe mountains can therefore, with caves, be gateways or tunnels into the inner earth or into the pit of hell, the flaming pit of hell, as is depicted at the mountain that Scott performed on. On November 5th, 2021, the date of the festival, Scott also released a song called Escape Plan. Interesting, considering the number of people trapped, injured, and deceased during the event. The promotion for this song read, When the end arrives, it's really the beginning. When the end arrives, it's really the beginning. Yes, this is the post-industrial post-man world. When the end of human civilization arrives, that is really the beginning. Stanford Research Institute Center, the, 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 the paper, the policy, the changing images of man, all the things that they listed from the emergence of alternative lifestyles to experimentation with new family structures to the emergence of the conservation Ecology movement, very similar, if not completely identical, to the report from Iron Mountain and the Malthusian eco-fascist Club of Rome, proposing in 1991 that they would use in order to unite the world the idea of pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and other things that would fit the bill, quote-unquote. None of this is coincidental. It would bring about a new world, a new man, transgenderism, transhumanism. They go together, not just because they sound similar, transgender, transhuman. They go together because transhumans don't really have sex or gender. And sex or gender, just like families, just like mothers and fathers that Huxley and Orwell said would be eradicated. There'd be no need for sex. There'd be no need for procreation. The state would do everything. You would do nothing. You would be sterile. You would be subject to every little teeny tiny thing the state wanted you to do. Pleasure would essentially be eliminated through the promise of pleasure, through the promise of getting whatever you want whenever you want. It's not how it works out in the end. You've been promised Something that is false. You've been given something that's false. A false false receipt. You've purchased nothing. You've sold something, though. You've sold your soul. The promotion for that song by Scott is skate plan. When the end arrives, it's really the beginning. The end of humanity. It's really the beginning of something great. The Tavistock Institute is a group that has publicly in the last couple of years been involved in encouraging and so much so that governors of the Institute have, have resigned their partnership with the group over concerns that the group was forcing kids into gender reassignment surgeries and things like that before they even had, you know, the ability to question, you know, uh, what, you know, what, what they might want to be when they grow up, you know, they want to be transgender. Uh, You've misunderstood the question, but, Governors have resigned because that's what they say the Institute is doing. Of course, no gender, no sex, transhumanism. How do we get to that point? How do we get rid of humans? How can we convince people to get rid of themselves? <gasps> ah, disease. You are a disease to this planet, says the machine, says the AI in the Matrix. How else can we get rid of humans? Well, you've diseased the planet. You've destroyed the planet. So climate change, you want to save the planet? Kill yourself. When the end arrives, it's really the beginning. And in all of these cases, music and drugs can certainly transport one to that other side, to a new beginning. All of which has been studied by the Tavistock Institute, and therefore it's no coincidence that Travis Scott sounds awfully similar. If you say it, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, sounds awfully similar to Tavistock, Travis Stock, or Tavistock, Travis Stock, Tavistock, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Scott, Tavistock, 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 opening the doors of perception. And for those of you who asked me, my take on world, there you have it. If anything else comes up, we'll do another show on it. I really appreciate all the emails of support for the show being off air two days this week. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I hope that you're looking forward to the weekend. I hope that you have a really great weekend. And I hope that if you enjoy this show, you'll keep coming back for more. I hope that if you enjoy this show, you don't have a copy of one of my books or you haven't subscribed, you'll do so tonight. Subscribe on the website at thesecretteachings.info. All you have to do, you can donate one time so you don't have that reoccurring charge. You can do it through PayPal on our website under the donation subscribe tab or you can subscribe with one of the preset subscription tiers. I also have Captivate or excuse me, Patreon. I also have Patreon up Patreon will allow you to access the archive with one of those tiers, so you can subscribe on there to get access to the show, the montages, the books, and behind-the-scenes content. And that way you can do it through a site like Patreon rather than just doing it through PayPal directly. Check that out, The Secret Teachings on Patreon. Grab one of my books on the website, thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. And for those of you who supported the show, supported our fundraiser, Escape from New York, the show will be moving to the Southwest, a new time zone, a new location. We'll be moving the studio out there hopefully by December. Thank you for all the well wishes for myself and for my fiance, Hope. If you have any support that you can offer us tonight for that fundraiser, Escape from New York, just use the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Again, thank you for your support. Remember Travis Scott, Tavistock, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.